0: Welcome to the Web3 Artist Spotlight, the podcast that shines a spotlight on talented artists who are leveraging Web3 technology to sell their art and connect with collectors in new and innovative ways. Through in-depth interviews, we learn more about the artists behind the art and uncover their unique creative processes, inspirations, passions, and the stories behind their captivating artworks. From seasoned professionals to emerging talents, we bring you a diverse range of voices from the Web3 community And we delve deeper into how blockchain technology, NFTs, and decentralized platforms are revolutionizing the art industry.
1: Nefemi Aluko is an engineer, entrepreneur, and author with a passion for making music. His award-winning sci-fi novel, Toffee's Divide, takes readers into the world of a young entrepreneur Determined to write his story despite living in a society with extreme censorship. His NFT project, Toffee's Dome Pass, is designed to bring holders utility by giving them direct access to resources which enable them to be more effective writers and storytellers. And with that, John Carlos and I welcome Nefemi to the space.
2: Thank you for having me. That was a great, great introduction. <laughs>
0: I know, right? Jenny does such
1: an awesome job with those intros, man.
2: <laughs> so, so Nefemi, let's,
0: let's kick it off this way. Um, why don't you take like five yep. minutes, right? Tell us a little bit more mm-hmm. about yourself. You know, who is Nefemi? Uh, your story and how you even came into this whole Web3 space. All right, for
2: sure, for sure. Um, so, hi, everyone. Um, Nefemi Aluko. Um, I'm Nigerian, grew up in Lagos, Nigeria. I moved to the U.S. in 2003 um, uh, for college. Uh, studied chemical engineering in um, Chicago, Illinois, and you know, I think I was I was just I was very young. <laughs> I'll say I I started college when I was 16. I finished when I was 19, so I was you know quick quick to be done with school and always just searching like, okay, so what do I do now? Now, I I don't think I had those questions there, but I think those questions have always been there. Um, So when I was done at 19, um, I continued the academic routes. I went to go get my master's, um, also in chemical engineering at Texas A&M, finished that. um, And I started working in Austin, Texas, uh, where we used to service um, manufacturing plants um, across the US, Canada, and Europe. Uh, So we're doing a lot of um, process optimization, um, model predictive process optimization, which is almost like kind of like AI for manufacturing. Um, But this was back in early, well, I say 2008, 2009. So I was doing all this stuff, um, going to all these plants, learning all these things about transforming raw materials to to, to final products. Um, But at the same time, there was always still something that was like, okay, I have the engineering side, the analytical side, um, I want to explore other parts of myself. And, you know, I was living in Austin there and there was a big, I don't know if it's still the same, but, you know, there's a big thing in Austin is keep, keep Austin weird, right? So that was a big thing. And I think that influenced me a little bit. And so I started doing different things, uh, <laughs> started getting weird, <laughs> um, going to... <laughs> So I started doing improv. I think improv was the first thing that I started really exploring, Um, started um, drawing, started sketching a bit um, and just exploring. So I basically be an engineer by day and kind of an explorer in the evening or at night. Um, And over time, the thing that really clicked was when I started making beats. So, you know, I was chilling with a friend and, you know, we f- we saw we found a video of of a Nigerian producer making beats. Right. And I don't know that that video just sparked something in my mind because he was using a keyboard that I literally had in my in my um closet. So I as soon as I saw that video, I remember I got home, I brought that keyboard out and I started making beats. Um, I was already making, you know, playing around with beats in undergrad. Um, But then was when, you know, that's when I really started um, making beats. And I'll say that would be my first, will I say, my main creative um, gateway. Right. And then, you know, started making beats. I started releasing stuff on SoundCloud, just a compilation of beats. I quit my job in 2014. Back went back to school, went to get, go get my MBA at Stanford. Um, but while I was also in business school, even though I was doing all this Excel, you know, all these um, financial calculations and valuation of companies, I was always spending time in the music department, still making beats on my um, laptop, um, collaborating with some of my classmates. We started rapping over the beats and once I was done, with business school, um, just before I moved back to Nigeria, um, I decided, okay, let me create another album. And this time I was like, you know, what? my process leading up to that point was more, just make a bunch of beats and then you put it out. Um, this time around, I was like, let me be more intentional. Let me write, let me write a story first and then I go create the beats. Um, and then What started off as a, you know, brief, like I say, walk to the library to go learn how to write a story. It was supposed to be a short story that took me like two days and I'll get back to my beats. That ended up being like a five year journey of writing what is now Toffee's Divide. Um, So, you know, I was writing the story then I'll stop I'll make some music and then I'll come back write the story and eventually I eventually published Toffee's Divide in 2021 I released and then finally released the mixtape I think the mixtape was the main driver I was like I need to finish this mixtape I released that also I think in December of 2021 also Um, one of the biggest challenges on my way to When I say, writing, was I kind of got stuck. You know, the first year I wrote the first draft, um, got some feedback that was good. I I continued. um, But I'm doing all this while I'm also trying to manage my business. Um, And my main, well, I say, my main source of income is um, helping companies that are industrial companies that are trying to get into the African market. So I'm doing this all on the side of running my business. And one of the biggest challenges was just getting stuck so I finally found, um, when I say a writing class, um, it was taught by this Georgetown professor. Um, and he kind of gave us like some structure, um, you know, some guides, and we started doing some community writing where we kind of get on zoom and we're all right together. And that's what really helped in terms of getting my story to the finish line. But what actually happened before that was I published a book called Press Play, um, music as a catalyst for change. Um, As I spoke to that professor, he was just like, hey, you seem to like music a lot. Why don't you just go write about music? Put your novel to the side. Um, And I did that. And, you know, I learned a lot from the process. I just took it as I'm just going to learn about publishing. And I learned everything. And I, you know, took all I learned to um, to finish the second book. So, all that was happening in 2021. Um, at the same time, Gary Vee started talking about NFTs um, in April or where, I think in March. Um, and you know, I'm a big Gary v, um, like follower in terms of business. So I watch a lot of his videos just for my business, find clients to be able to sell, to be able to market. And now he's talking about NFT. So I go down this rabbit hole, go follow all the instructions, open a coinbase account, put some ETH in my um wallet. And you know, when I think when VFRIEND one dropped, that was what April or May. Um yeah, May, I May. purchased yeah. May. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I purchased the, uh, you know, I purchased um a Vfriend And I to be honest, I know everybody were all like big V friends people, but at, at that moment it seemed like the wildest thing i would ever done, like I spending that much amount of money on like something that Gary V drew. But I was just like, all right, let's, let's, let's just try this out and see where it goes. Um, at the same time, you know, a lot of things were happening. SoundCloud was changing how they were um, um, rewarding their musicians. Um, more fan-based loyalty. I think Kings. There was a group, King of Leon, that dropped an NFT album. So a bunch of stuff was happening. Um, so I started collecting a lot of music NFTs, um, mainly through the Royal platform. Um, and you know, I kept doing that. And I think towards the end of 2021, you know, I one thing about me I've learned is that I learned best by doing. Like, I can research all I want to research, but I have to actually be doing it, like making it happen. So um, a part of me was like, okay, let me really learn about this whole um, NFT uh, space by launching my own collection. My last two books, I crowdfunded them. I did like a pre-order publishing process that I can tell you more about. Um, But I used my NFT collection to crowdfund my third book, which will be coming out um, next year and all token holders get my third book, and also use it as a process to help other people write their own books. Um, so that is a brief, um, you know, overview of everything and how I got to this to, to this stage right now.
0: Wow, man, what a story. <laughs> Just so much stuff, you know, and, and so, so many, but it was such a cool story too, you know, and, and uh, you know, going from, you. you know, moving from, from Africa to the U.S., you know, studying engineering, I actually did a lot of like process engineering type stuff too. So I could relate to to some of what you did. that's oh, nice. cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, like optimizing processes, <laughs> manufacturing kind of stuff. So I, I totally, uh, I totally feel it. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. nice. nice. But, um, but, it's, but it's cool that you had also this, like, you know, you had this artistic side and you were like, exploring it and you tried like improv, drawing, making your beats, you know, that's, that's so cool. And, um, And I was laughing here when you were mentioning that you started to, you know, you started to make a story, a quick story to be able to create like the mixtape too, and then it ended up being a five-year journey to write your... I know. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: It was a rabbit hole, man. (laughs) Like, I I thought I was just gonna, you know, I was just gonna write something quickly, and then you know, I start Googling, and I'm like, what, Hero's Journey was that? And then I, you know, all these different tools and tricks that you can use to tell engaging stories. I was just like, wow, I underestimated how much, you know, people put into the writing stories. So, um, yeah, it was, but, uh, but I'm now on the other side. I finally, I made it across the finish line. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on that, man. And the fact that the, the story was an award-winning novel too is, is awesome, man. So I, I commend you, I applaud you yeah, for that. Yeah. That, is, that is fantastic. And so I'm also a big big Gary Vee fan too. And um, in this past year, I think I've also come to like some of the, the conclusion of what you mentioned, right? Of like how valuable it is to like just learn by doing, right? And just like how it's it's, mm-hmm. it's so much more powerful than like just kind of like analyzing and reading books, you know? And, you know, like you can only do that so much, but I think just actually doing it and executing it just provides like so much more like knowledge, insight, experience, you know, than 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 studying. So that's cool that, that you did that. And because yeah. I, I was kind of curious, like one of the questions I had for you was, you know, what actually inspired you to create your like collection, right? This whole Toffees Dome Pass yeah. NFT. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, kind of what I was hearing is that part of it was also as like a way to to help um, fund your third book, right? So that that was kind of the, the
2: one of the yeah. reasons, and to like actually yeah. put this into practice. Yep. Um, yeah, man, I think, you know, the inspiration is a combination of things. I think, um, you know, the first two books, as I said, um, and I've pinned those, um, books up top. If anybody wants to check it out, um, I did something the publisher calls, uh, is like a pre-order publishing, um, process, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can self-publish, you, you have, everybody here can easily self-publish. You can write your story. You can, you know, make sure it's formatted properly, have a good cover design, go to Amazon, literally your Amazon account and put it up there. And if Amazon approves it, you're good to go. You start selling, right? But, um, you know, with the class I took, I think there's a stat that says the average author doesn't sell more than what, maybe like 150 books or something like that. So their whole approach was Pre-sell your books so that you can at least beat the average before you even publish, right? So basically, what they made us do was um, set up a um, Indiegogo campaign, and then you're literally you have thirty days to sell to your friends, to to your to um, family members, to people that will be interested in your story. If you're writing like a business book, you can sell it to corporations or people at corporations. So it's kind of like an entrepreneurial approach to selling your book. And with the two books, I think in total, I sold maybe like 500 books um, before they got published. Right. And so what my, some of the inspiration was Can I do the same thing with an NFT project? So instead of Indiegogo, let me use uh, tokens where I have the direct relationship with the token holders um, to crowdfund my third book where they get access to that third book. But also um, the, the, when I say amounts raised will be enough to be able to run a class where other people that want to publish their book um, can come into our um, what, what we call the storytellers lounge and take a manuscript development program with us, where we share. You know, I basically I share what I've learned over the last um, three years in writing and publishing books. Um, I'm going to be writing my third book also. I've already written the draft, but I'm going to be doing it along with other people that are um, taking the program. And um, yeah, so the inspiration was like, okay. Can NFTs replace Indiegogo? And the reason, because Mm -hmm. one of the reasons Indiegogo actually blocked my first account. So I was kind of mad about that. So,
3: (laughs) why? (laughs) Yes.
2: Bro, I I have no clue. I sent them emails. I was like, "Um, can you explain this to me? And they were like, sorry, top top secret security, da 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 da. We don't have to explain. And I was locked out of that account. So, you know the, the whole decentralization thing becomes more attractive when you know when I say centralized companies have so much power to block you away from your the people your community that you're building. So that's an another big inspiration for this.
0: Wow, man, that's crazy. But no, that's so cool that you like you you saw this as an avenue or an opportunity to be able to self publish, you know, in a more decentralized way. Directly connecting yep. with your 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 audience, and in the process, not only giving them the story, but also helping them to write as well. So that's 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 really cool. Exactly. So one thing I did notice, exactly. um, I had a question for you because I I I, went, I was checking out the, the paperback mm-hmm. book on on Amazon. I noticed that it has yep. um, four hundred and six pages, and your collection has four hundred and five mm-hmm. NFTs. So I was curious, like, did the did the, yep. the length of the novel have some kind of You know, drive or was it the reason why you decided on that number of NFTs or were there other factors of like how you decided it?
2: No, no, that that was the main thing. It was just, there are 405 numbered pages. I think there are 406 pages in general, but 405 numbered pages. So I was just like, okay, let me create a collection based on the number of pages in this book. Um, We haven't really thought about, you know, some token holders have come up with ideas of, oh, they would like to have the number they have, they will want to have that number um, of the page of the book, right? We haven't really decided on that, um, but it was just, you know, ha- trying to create a collection that had something that was memorable. And I think something that was memorable memorable was, you know, the first edition has 405 pages. So we just said, we'll create a collection around around that number. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and And this was you know i started thinking about this in oh man what was this like summer last year um well way before summer actually um before vcon i was thinking about that. and vcon was may 2022 so before that i was already thinking about it and this was the era of i don't know if people are still doing it, but this was the 10k era where everybody's mm-hmm. collection was 10,000 yeah. yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know if people are still going to be doing that but um, I was like, no, nah, I can't do 10k. Let me just do something very small, um, 405, and you know, um, you know, created the let well, say the artwork, and um, the artwork was the same cover designer that I used to create the cover design for Toffee's Divide. Uh, we got back together, and she started creating different variations of the artwork. So every every piece is unique in terms of you know the <clears throat> the the rarities are the the background color the frame um, and then we have we have two things in the book. So the main th- the main will I say goal with the book is um, Toffee li- lives in this very divided city in the year of 2049, and he uses his his story to to kind of poke holes at the system. And which ends up, you know, trying to bring the divided city together. Right. And a lot of the inspiration for that is, you know, going between um, Nigeria and the Bay Area or even just going around the Bay Area in, in San Francisco. And you see the complete economic divide. You see like the, you know, the top startups and then you just go down the road and you see people in um camps um homeless people so a big part of it was this whole how do we use storytelling to to kind of bridge the divide that's happening in our world and so there are three divides that we focus on the economic divide there's a narrative divide in terms of who gets to tell the stories, um, and there's uh, the the last divide is a digital divide, and I think that's also very tied to what we're doing in, in this space. Where you know, for, for me at VCon, I was like, man, you know, uh, this is cool, but I, I wish there are more Black people, more African, m- more um, more women, you know. So it's more like, okay, how do we even use these tools to bring some more equality? Into the world. Um, so, if you look at the tokens, you see the divide, which is kind of in in the in the um, like I say the pyramid in the uh, in the silhouettes. There's a digital divide. Um, there's a narrative divide, and there's an economic divide. And then there's there are the bridging elements, the things that we believe can bridge the gap, um, and that is um, curiosity. Um, empathy and dialogue, right? So I think with a a bunch of, if we all tap into our curiosity, if we all try to build empathy to understand where everybody's coming from and we can all have dialogue in a sensible and critical thinking, or like I say perspective, we can, you know, stop all the, you know, this is my opinion, doesn't match with yours. Um, So those are the rarities that you kind of see within, within the, each token that kind of creates the 405 unique pieces in the collection.
0: Wow, man, I love that. I love the thought that you put into that and how you designed it and, and, and built around that that notion of those three divides and, and three ways to handle that. That's, that's so cool.
2: Yep. Thanks, thanks. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, we're just, we're trying to, you know, for me, I'm trying to, be very thoughtful but also knowing that the space is new um and you know it's all about what i'm learning is more like just connecting with people right connecting with people that maybe just are uh, filling your vibe connecting with people that like what you're doing that's what i'm finding that is the real big benefits right i have something that you know connect with in terms of okay i have this nft project but what i've been really enjoying in the space is just seeing what everybody's working on like. Man, so there's so much stuff. <laughs> so yep. much good yep. stuff, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, almost, hard to, it's yeah. almost hard to keep um, track
0: of what everybody's doing because there's just so much stuff happening. Like, yeah. Every day, right? Yeah. 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 Do you want to ask yeah. a question? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yes, I did. Um, so I noticed that for the 405 domes, you choose seven different cities for the motifs. And I was curious why those seven cities, yep. if they hold any kind of significance to you.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, the in the book, there is a fictional city called J City. so in um, but in reality, in the NFTs, um, I decided to you know do seven cities. so that's Lagos, um, Chicago, uh, the Bay Area, which I just plumped as an area, um, New York, um, Rio de Janeiro and um, London and Toronto, right? And each of those cities does kind of mean something to me, right? So Lagos is, I'm from Lagos, right? I'm from Nigeria, that's home. Um, Chicago is my first, will I say my first, uh, I kind of call it home in the US because that was kind of my first, this is what America is. And then I moved to um California, that's where I've been. That's where I'm currently at right now. Um, so the Bay Area means a lot to me. And then then the bigger cities, you know, New York City. I just like NYC. Um, have friends and family out there. Um, Toronto, I have my, my sister and our family is out there. London, I have friends out there. Rio, I went there for the World Cup and um also gave me a lot of inspiration for the um some of the like us say world building that was done in Toffee's Divide. And yeah, I believe that's that that's all seven. Each one just had each one is just like a major city. Um, that I have some connection to. And that's how I chose. chose There were like three more cities out I had in there, but I kind of t- took those out. But those were, had some kind of personal significance.
1: Cool. Thank you so much for answering. That's fascinating. Sure. Um, I had another uh, question to ask you about the Dome Pass. So in your blog, yeah. I was reading... Uh, you stated that you created the Dome Pass to awaken the storytelling genius in all of us. And I was really moved Mm -hmm. by that statement. I wanted to ask you, why do you believe that it's important for us to do that as a society to awaken the storytelling genius in us?
2: Yeah, that's a, I think we're all like natural uh, storytellers in in terms of, that's what we do as human beings. Like the that is, is what brings us together. Is the is the story that really connects you to another person. Um, we're social creatures. We yeah, you you want to achieve stuff on your own, but you want to connect with people, right? Um, and storytelling is one of the biggest ways to to do that. Um, I see storytelling in everything, whether it's music, storytelling in um, furniture, storytelling in words, storytelling in painting, um, st- storytelling in business, right? So um, as we are now in this, will I say, this um, conceptual era where we're doing a lot of knowledge work, I really believe that what sets us apart, and I think maybe some of that is, you know, stuff you hear from Gary Vee and, and some of the... um entrepreneurs of our time is you know tell your story right tell your story and everybody has a different way of telling stories it could be music it could be tweets it could be whatever it is i think what i've learned with um writing a book because of the long form aspect it actually forces you to discover what you know right so um writing i don't i don't writing is not something that I do because, okay, I have this clear point of view. So I just sit down and write and here's my point of view. I actually write because it helps me discover like the stuff that's happening in my mind. And I think that process of just sticking with it and writing or making music or sitting down and painting and just being with yourself um, gives you time to, to. it's kind of like a meditation, which kind of also awakens the stuff that you know, and then as you go through the process, you almost b- build this, um, when I say build the muscle to be able to deliver that message in a way that connects with other people. So, you know, the hope is, you know, people join us as storytellers um, lounge to- toffee with Toffee's Domes Pass, and we all get together and start believing in ourselves to write our stories because the biggest challenge I find um, and I've seen this in some of the classes I've taken is the self-belief. Like if you don't believe like what you're saying is worthwhile, you're not going to say anything. So um, one of the biggest things we want to do is even helping to instill this mindset of you have something important to say. Like your story is is, is very important. It will help someone, like it will connect with someone. Um, one of the biggest things I learned you know, while when I was making music, you know, I used to make music and just share with my friends. And, you know, people would ask, like, why Why do you make music? Like, why do you actually spend time doing this stuff? And I never really had an answer. I was like, oh, I just enjoy it. I like making beats. I want to make beats like Jay Dilla or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, while I was in business school, you know, I, I had a lot of, let's say, uh, with the institution, the institution I was in, I, I didn't really agree with, a lot of the stuff that was happening, right? So I took that energy and put it in the music. So I was just I was just making music, making music. I finally put it out. And then just the, like a week before I graduated, there was a, a lady that was in the year after me and she came to me and said, hey, um, I listened I listen to your mixtape. I was like, oh, cool, cool, nice. Uh, you know, most people would just say, I listened I listen to the mixtape, I like the beats. Okay, I didn't know you could rap. Um, and she was like, Thank you for making that, because it made me feel less alone um that I'm ex- having the same same experience that you had. And that was just mind opening for me because in that moment, I realized, oh, the reason I was m- making this stuff was to connect to it was to express myself, but I also wanted to that moment of connection was the biggest form of like validation. Like I don't make music because I want streams or whatever it is. Um, I've always seen it as a side thing, but that moment, she was like, I could relate to the story and it made me feel like I wasn't crazy. I was like, wow, that that was very powerful. And I think the more you write your stories, the more you, you know, express yourself, it makes other people feel like, oh, okay, I can express myself too, because someone feels the same way. And it now just keeps going. And it's like, a when I say avalanche of us just discovering ourselves. Um, and I think it's very important in this world where there's so much information, we, we need to go back in to find out who we really are. Wow,
0: man, I love that so much, you know, and resonated with so much of what you said there, um, you know, that starting back from like, that we're all natural storytellers and that there's really storytelling in, in everything, right? Like in business and in your artwork and, and all that. And, and I love that that, that that whole notion of really trying to foster like self-belief right and and mm-hmm. that feeling that you know you're you're knowing that like your story matters right and that and that you should share it with the exactly. world and and that it could actually help you to connect and and inspire others or just help them feel seen and um mm-hmm. yep. understood right i think it's it's beautiful man that's awesome
2: yeah and, thank you
0: thank you thank you and you know one thing i was gonna ask because i so um and i'm I, you know, more to kind of thinking what the answer might be here, but is because I, you know, I know that I think when I, when I read a lot about like your, your collection and, um, you know, the kind of like storyteller lounge and all that at first, I was wondering if, you know, was this more just for people looking to, you know, write novels or things like that. But I, but I was actually, now that I'm like learning more and hearing more about your story, I, I'm also starting to think like, you know, is there actually value for maybe people that, might be looking to just do other types of long form writing, right? Like blog posts, articles, yeah. or even just being able to tell the story behind their artwork, right? Like yeah. there, maybe there might be some value from joining that community and and learning more about the, the writing process and, and building up yeah. that self-belief and that, and that, and that mm-hmm. community around that. Can you talk
2: a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, And, you know, this whole process is is a process of discovery, right, where you start with something and then, you know, you start getting feedback in terms of what people want to do. Um, And we're getting clear to the points where we're like, okay, um, people want to spend time writing long form. People want to tell their stories might not be a book. Right. But maybe people want to schedule something, write a blog post for it. every week for six months or something like that and it's the same process and we're very open to that um and we actually want to encourage that because something that, um I'm I'll tell you what I'm doing personally is this year I decided to um write a letter every week to is a, a newsletter but I call it a letter because it seems more it seems a, a little bit more um, nostalgic, but I write a letter every week um, to, to people on my mailing list. And, you know, by I, if I do that consistently till September, I will have enough material to write a fourth book, right? So what I'll say is anybody that is looking like, okay, maybe you're not like, oh, I want to sit down, and write a book right now. But the whole thing is, about trying to sit down and create long form um, writing right Be- with the goal of learning more about yourself and coming up with a big idea that you can run with and say okay this is these are the main things i'm interested in i'll tell you that you know from writing press play and toffee's divide i have a lot more clarity about Myself. I can tell you I, I care about income equality. I tell you, I care about, you know, finding ways to reduce oppression. And, and you see those themes in my books, right? So it's very clear, like those are the things that are top of the mind for me. But I only could discover that after writing the first book and then, oh wow, is it also in the second book? One is nonfiction and the second one is fiction. So to clearly answer the question, I think it would be very beneficial to anyone that is like okay, I want to put together uh, a series of articles around this topic this year, right? And we just we sit down and use the tools because the reality is the same tools that you're using in a book are the same tools you use in a blog post. So we're um I'm, I'm creating something, I call it story elements, where you can literally go in and plug in the ideas you want to put in. And those are kind of like the building blocks that you use to build up stories, to build up chapters. I use the same story elements to write blog posts. I use the same story elements to write the letters I'm talking about. So I think it would be very beneficial to anybody that um, is interested in some form of long form writing. Uh, We just have to align in terms of, okay, since we're doing it like a 12 week structure what is your output going to be? Is it going to be, you know, blog posts for the next having blog posts for the next six months? Or would you want to turn it into a book? And from a writer's perspective, I think turning it into a book is a very is a very um easy way to, you know, start making some passive income, right? You know, you could do the blog post thing, um, people read your stuff and you can start funneling people to what you're trying to do. But if you have a book that over the next 20 years just makes <laughs> just makes money for you you know uh why not so um we're, we're open to the different forms for sure i want to encourage anybody that wants to join to, to 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 on that
0: oh that's awesome that's cool and and the other thing too that i think is you know that i've noticed right in terms of trends and everything right a lot of people in this space um you know have been talking a lot about how Twitter's going to get much bigger. So I mean, obviously, like books, I think is huge, right? Like again, because you can create that one mm-hmm. time and make revenue from it, you know, in, you know, in perpetuity, right? But even yep. like Twitter, um, you know, I think there's a trend that it's going to go a lot more into allowing creators to monetize more, you know, forms yep. of like long written content, right? So. And there's a lot of people also like that have grown followings and stuff here that that started newsletters, right? So, you know, like huge friends mm-hmm. of people doing that. So I think, you know, yep. learning how to craft those, write it, and, and build that like writing habit can be huge, right? Because be something you can do also uh, on the side, right? Something you write and build up a following and, you know, later exactly. that can be converted into a subscription or, you know, monetize through advertising, whatever it is, right?
2: So I think that's, that could be huge for people as well. Exactly, yeah. Like I call, my, I call myself a, a side writer because I don't see it like a full-time thing. <laughs> I have like a full-time job that takes up most of my time. Um, but with the side writing approach, you know, if you just sit down and write 15 to 20 minutes every day, um, the, the reality is you can write 500, you can write 400 words in 20 minutes, right? Four to 500 words, right? And if you just do that during the weekday, you don't have to do anything during the weekend. You do 500 words every week or 500 words every day. That's 500 um, in one week. You have 2,500 words, right? For you to have like a decent manuscript for any publisher to say, okay, let's move forward. You just need 20,000 words, 20,000 to 25,000 words. So if you just do, if you just break it down, if you if can get to 2,500 words in a week, right, easily, this is just 15 minutes. Just do that 10 times, right? You already have your manuscripts. And um, I like to think of writing like sculpting. So, um, you know, when you're sculpting, um, when you're trying to create a sculpture, right? The first thing you need to, you need the raw material, whether it's wood, whether it's ceramic, whatever it is, you need the raw material. And then, you know, the next thing you start coming up with the shape of what it, it kind of looks like. And then the final step is you really like chisel away to to get the real form. This is how I look at writing. And, you know, when you're trying to get the first draft out, the first draft to me is like the raw material, right? So this is when you're, you're just trying to put words on paper. You're not trying to judge what you're writing. You're not trying to make sure it's grammatically correct. You're just trying to, you're literally mining your mind to to get information out and once you then get to that you know the raw material then you go to the next stage of editing and this is where like a development editor comes into play and that person says hey you know um i see you talk a lot about this theme that theme that theme okay let's rearrange this let's put this up here let's put this down here and then it's just like okay You seem to be interested in fashion, music, and NFTs. All right. How are we going to combine that into what you're about? And how are we going to bring in your story? Because, you know, writing words is cool, but I think what everybody is interested in is... sit here in a story through through a unique perspective and everyone is unique everybody has a unique story so you then you now have to bring yourself in bring in some of your stories and why it's important why what you're writing is important to you and then and, and then once you do that package it up put it on amazon the great thing is you don't even have to have inventory like when someone orders your book literally amazon prints the book out And ships it to them. You don't even have to hold anything in your house, you know. So um, these are some of the steps. And the main thing is getting that raw material. And I find where a lot of people stop and start is, oh, they start thinking, oh, what I'm writing is not coherent. Um, You know, we always have the stuff in our mind that we're so critical, we're so critical about everything we're doing. And when you're writing, it's like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Will read that? You know that that's at least those those are the that, those are yeah, the voices I, in my mind. I feel you. I
0: feel you because that that's <laughs> happened to me before. With, but actually, with <laughs> writing, with art, like with other stuff, you know, where it's like a stop yep. myself and I, and I and I have to like fight that. I'm like, no, no,
2: just just you have put to. it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm like stay stays to the side, bro. That's what I tell my. I'm like, okay, I see you're there. But I'm not going to acknowledge you right now. I'm just going to keep writing. And um, so um, part of that is also developing a mindset to be aware of your thoughts and know there are the, th- the thoughts that actually help create the art. And then there's the thoughts of everything, all the baggage you're bringing in that is from society and from the way you're raised and everything that is telling you, oh, that stuff is not good enough. Don't put that out. Well, what would they think about you when you do that? Right. And you have to almost have to find that balance to be like, uh, OK, I acknowledge that thought is there, but it doesn't really matter. Let me keep going. And that's where the it's almost like um, the check ins through the class and through the community is what really helps with that's where when you know everybody else is going to through a similar struggle, it really helps to be able to be like, OK, let me keep writing. Let me keep going. And then once you have your own material, i think you're good i think the next step is to start making it look good that's when you start bringing in all the different tools using alliterations, using metaphors analogies you know rhymes all that stuff that'll make it sound nice but getting the raw material sometimes it's the heavy lifting um, that that needs to be done Cool, man.
0: I, I, I like the mm-hmm. metaphor too, with like sculpting and th- getting the raw material, and then you just kind of you just getting it all out there, and then you yep. just start like car- carving away all the stuff that you know that, that you you don't want in the masterpiece, right? So
2: man, exactly, really cool. exactly, exactly. Um. So yeah, like I'm very excited to, to 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 um onboard new people um that want to get the pass. Um, he, what we started out doing was onboarding people that were non-crypto natives. So a lot of the people that we have as token holders initially um, are <laughs> family and friends that I've tried to convince to, to to get into NFTs. You know how those discussions go. Um, and yeah, did... <laughs> what the heck is this? Yeah, what what are you trying to do, man? To get, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've gone from making beats to, to engineering to writing. Now you're telling me about NFTs. Yeah. So, um, but we we we've gone into like 15 percent minted, which is a well, I say landmark because that definitely allows um uh, me to be able to publish this next book and get it to token holders. Um, so that's a good landmark. But we're looking for more more people, especially people that want to, we want to write together. Um, our Tentative plan to start the program, the Scribe program is mid March. Um, that's when we launch. We have the curriculum. That's what I've been working on. When well, I say the last two, three weeks, I've just been trying to get make sure the curriculum looks good, matches everything we're trying to put out there in the world. Um, and um, this is our vision. So, my vision is you know, we do the um, 10, 12 week sprint right now. In March, by June 31st, we should all have our manuscript or whatever you want. Whether you want to turn that into blog posts, you should all have that. And then um, you can then decide, okay, I want to keep going. I want to actually publish this book. And that's another step in terms of, you know, finding a cover design, um, our, using our resident cover design artists, um, our layout artist. And then there's the process of actually putting the book on Amazon. Now that is all, all said because there's the final step with the book is to market it. Right. So there's the final step that we have learned over the time to help other people that are trying to market um, the, the book. We want to see it as uh, all in one place where you can go through a self-publishing journey uh, with us. So. Um, In terms of the token, we're also trying to think of, okay, how do you keep the secondary markets buoyant, right? So um, I think one thing is, obviously, we're trying to make it memorable in terms of this limited digital collection. But uh, those classes that we're going to be recording, they're going to be living on our network, um, hopefully for as long as possible. Uh, I I was going to say forever, but I was like... Let me just say as long as you know, humanly possible Um, and we're going to keep adding content in there. So we're hoping that that will make um, the secondary market at least buoyant enough for other people that want to come write their own stories to be like, okay, I need a Toffee's Domes pass um, to, to, to get into the storytellers lounge and go, you know, meet up with a community and do the classes to write my manuscripts. Um, so that's the initial vision roadmap. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, if there are any questions, I'll be happy to hop on a call to tell, you know, convince anybody to, to join us. <laughs> um, um, but every, anybody that has a question here, Please feel free or feel free to DM me or whatever it is. Um or just go. Yeah, ahead. by the
0: way, uh, yeah, if you want to request <laughs> and, and ask a question too, uh happy to guys have you guys come up here. I see Gambler. Oh,
2: Gambler is in there. Uh, a fellow V friend right here. Hey. <laughs> yep.
4: What's up with the gang, man? Up, man? John, thank you for having me. Jennifer, the what family, what's the word gang? <laughs> I'm, what's
2: up, man? You changed you changed your PFP. I was like, Wait, okay. Yeah. He yeah. yeah. threw me off too. Cause yeah, I'm I'm so used
0: to seeing the the meme one he has with the, the yeah. McDonald's I head. Know. I'm like, what's oh, going on? Here? No,
4: I gotta keep you guys on your toes. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay, uh, thank you. Yeah. No, we'll we'll be back soon. I'm just uh, honoring, honoring a friend. Um, but actually I'm really, I'm really Aye, enjoying the, sure. really enjoying the conversation. Uh, always appreciate John and, and Jenny for hosting these spaces. Nfemi, thank you for coming through. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I have a question more, just wanted to jump up. I'm not sure me and you have had the opportunity to connect yet on a spaces. And I I know we no. interact often on Twitter. I think, we, we uh, we definitely interact a lot, but
2: this is the first time we're talking. Uh, appreciate yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, man. Same here. Same here. I appreciate that.
4: That's why I'm uh, I'm really grateful. Like John and Jenny host these because you know you you follow folks and you regularly interact and you, you know you get really positive and good vibes. But you know you come into these spaces and you get to learn a lot more, right? That that you didn't exactly, you know, yep. know before. So um, I I really liked your you know hearing your story. I know you know mm-hmm. I'm. I'm 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 a mixed kid from California. I got Latin roots. I got Black roots. And I come into this space. And, uh, you know, like often we see, uh, you know, they're more European dominated spaces, right? (laughs) To put it one way. And, um, you Mm -hmm. know, it's always refreshing to see. Not only, you know, folks of color coming into the space and, and making their mark, but also like spaces like these, like John, like I know every time he does his mm-hmm. intro, he makes sure to say, you know, there's a place for people from all walks of life, backgrounds, you know, wherever you're from. And so, yeah, not not too much of a question. I just I wanted to get up here and just kind of, you know, champion this moment and this spaces and you as an artist and John and Jenny as as hosts um yeah and just kind of acknowledge that because i've had a really good time listening and and i'm rooting for for same. all of you and all of us so
2: same here man thanks gambler
4: i appreciate yeah, you, you so coming much, out yeah, absolutely absolutely actually i i do have a question i lied um <laughs> so i know go ahead, go. I have to, the top is domes is it domes or domes pass domes domes, domes, domes domes, domes. see that pinned up top yep. is that is that mm-hmm. that's different than your book
2: Right. Yes. So, yes. Toffee's Domes is the um, NFT collection. Toffee's Divide is the book.
4: Okay, gotcha. And so my question is, like, where what does this look like, uh, whether it's directly related to Toffee's Divide or if it's a a new Mm -hmm. a new project? uh, Where do you see yourself Mm -hmm. going with your with your artistic work or your artistic vision in the
2: next Uh, five years or so? That's a good question. Um, so in terms of relationships, right? Toffee, Toffee himself in the book is a struggling writer, right? So he's almost like if you read the book, he's the quintessential, you know, person that is working that wants to write a story and you know everything that goes along with not being able to formulate like something that's coherent or the society disregarding you because you're doing something different. So that's, you know, the the connection to, will I say the general theme of writing, um, in terms of long term, you know, I think my 1st will I say spark is always music. Music is, that's what I go back to all the time. Like, um, with writing, i found a way to, will I say, create products that can be monetized in terms of books. Um, Writing, I've always tried to, uh, with music, I've always tried to keep it as, well. I say, as pure as possible. Um, I've never tried to sell my music. I try, I make music for myself. Um, I'm the kind of person that, (laughs) you're like, oh, what are you doing today? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just listening to something I made like five years ago, right? So like, I I, I make sure I make stuff that I want to listen to. Um, So in terms of long-term, I actually don't know. I think there's the music part, there's the writing part. I'm getting a little bit interested in some visual, like some visual elements, like, OK, how can we like take the writing and the music and then combine that with some videos, possibly? Right. So that's one thing I've been thinking about. Um, another thing is a lot of stuff I do is very solitary like writing is a very one-on-one you're just you know your laptop music is more collaborative but because i make beats i end up just making beats on my own sending it to people um so i think i'm also getting interested in stuff that requires some collaboration and performance so either like i don't know I've, i've started messing around like trying to oh maybe I should go do improv again <laughs> or you know, stand-up comedy or something you know um, so in terms of artistic um, direction I'll, I'll say the writing is uh, is like a baseline a craft that I want to keep improving on because I um, I want to become a better storyteller um, the music I see music as therapy I use it for myself and if it connects with people that's um, you know I think music is a great great way to build empathy Um but anything that can spark dialogue, right? I think that's the thing for me. Is you know, you get people to react to something and be like, "Oh, that reminds me of this," or "That makes me reflect on society this way." I think that's would be my direction. And uh, with NFTs, I think the interesting thing for me is the fact that I've been I can now combine all my different sides from the artistic side to the engineering side to the business side. And I'm just very curious to see where the space goes. Things are changing a lot, um, but I'm just trying to stay calm and watching out. You know, trying to figure out what what is actual news or what is actual signal and what is noise, right? And trying to be able, being able to like filter through all that stuff while building with the right people. I think that's that's kind of like a drive for me.
4: Wow, Nefemi, mean, you're so well spoken. Bro, I, I love listening to you. <laughs> uh, so many, yeah, so, that, so man. many gems. No, for real. I mean, when you said yeah, for right? the signals, <laughs> not the noise. Uh, you said looking for something that's going to spark dialogue. I think you said music is yes, it's one of the best ways to to create empathy or to feel Still empathy. You know? Yep. Yeah. That's that's incredible, bro. I, yes. I couldn't help but think of that Kanye song where they're like, uh, nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. It gets the people going. Yes. <laughs> yep.
5: <laughs>
6: like You know
4: it when you see it, right? So I love that. bro. Yes, sir. I love that you're experimenting <laughs> with different mediums. I think the more ways you can touch people with your art, the better um, and really, really appreciate Thanks. the insight.
0: For sure, yeah, man. That's thank so you. cool. So, so many, so many nuggets of wisdom there, for sure. And by the way, if anybody else wants to come up as well, uh, feel free to request. Uh, thank you, Gambler, so much for coming up and
2: uh, you know just just vibing with us,
0: asking a question. Much appreciated, man.
2: Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. And, yes. um, it's been a, it's been a good space. I'm I'm so glad I, I I got this chance to to talk to you, Jenny and um, Gambler. Like I, I don't think I've heard your voices, but this is the first time I'm interacting, so I'm very grateful for that.
0: Oh man, I love having you here too. And by the way, we, we do have another person that just came up, Eggs. Uh, hey, how you doing?
3: Hey guys, sorry it's a bit noisy where I am. So just a few minutes, but this has been an amazing space. This is my first time in this space. Um, Familiar with Nefemi, so his story is always good to hear, but I also just really like hearing um, the other inputs and um, the host, you guys have done an amazing job. But Nefemi, I just wanted to ask, you mentioned you're sort of doing the long form writing and you have letters or like a newsletter. Just wanted to ask where we could um, access that or you know, get those those letters if we wanted to read and, and follow along your journey.
2: For sure. Um, so I have a newsletter link out Include that in the space if I can find it real quick. But there's a very, um, uh, you just subscribe. I use ConvertKit. I don't know if um, most people are familiar with that. And I basically talk about um, creativity, my creative practice, um, bringing some type of human con- consciousness or spirituality and economic empower- empowerment. Those are the main things I talk about. And, you know, um, I'm trying this new approach where you, you um, what I call it, it's called deliberate, I'm calling it deliberate consumption, right? So basically I'm consuming information deliberately to create um, content. So um, basically what, listening to podcasts, um, watching TED Talks or whatever it is, and then writing a brief summary of what I've learned and then finding ways to use that to create my stories. Um, And it is actually, I've been doing it for like a month and a half now. Um, I've had my newsletter for more than a year, but I just started this new, will I say letters? So I would share the link. Maybe I'll actually just put that on my bio um, because I'm not sure if I have the link right here with me, but um, I can also send it to anybody that is interested in um, signing up to the newsletter.
3: All right, thank you. We'll, we'll look out for it on your bio
0: then. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much Ace, for coming up and, and asking a question. And yeah, definitely highly encouraged everyone on the space, you know, who's been here listening to the story, uh, to, you know, following Nifemi. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's just amazing stuff that, that he's doing. And um, yeah, I think, oh, I see somebody else requesting. Let's go. Hey, Jason, thanks for joining us up on the stage. How you doing? I'm doing good. How y'all doing today? Oh, man, doing swell. I'm gonna t- doing t- swell. Well,
3: I doing... tell you, these these spaces they just keep getting better and better each time. I, I look forward to these Friday afternoon spaces. And, uh, and if for me, I'm, let me tell you, you were just so articulate with everything you've said. I, I've completely enjoyed this. I've actually I go grocery shopping on on Fridays, and I'm walking around the store with my AirPods and I'm listening to listening to you talk and and be inspired by what you do. But I have a question regarding your books. So, um, thank you, books. thank are you, beautiful. you an outliner? Oh, you're very welcome. So, are are you an outliner, or do you just pants the novels? Um, Can can you say that again? Do you so for your novels? Do you outline, Mm -hmm. or do you you know before you write, or do you just sit down and just write whatever comes to your mind?
2: (laughs) Um, So, um, with my, I'll say I I, I outline. Right. So for Talkies Divide, I funny enough, I started the whole story in a in a (laughs) in a spreadsheet. So I was literally following the um, hero's journey. I don't know if you know about this. So there's this, um, Jason Campbell is someone that has talked about like these, um, let's say traits in these stories um, across um, cultures and uh, across everything. Um, It's called the hero's journey. So basically the hero is, you know, in his normal world, gets a call to action, crosses over to the new world, goes through a test with allies and enemies approaches, uh, will I say, a big ordeal, um, fights the bad person or something like that, um, gains an insight, right? It's called, you seize the re- the reward and then takes that insight back to their community, right? So basically the, the, the whole journey is a transformation, right? So what I did when I was writing Toffee's Divide, the fictional book, was I literally wrote down each step of, the hero's journey in an Excel sheet, just 12, 12 um, columns. And which e- with each thing, I was just like, Toffee, who is the protagonist, I was like, Toffee does this. Toffee does this. Toffee does. And I then used that guideline as a way to then build out the the, the book. So, you know, for the first chapter, I was just like, okay, what's happening in the first chapter? Kind of write a few things. Who are the characters I want in here? I built built out the like I say, the first chapter to a page, and then I did that for the um, other 12 chapters, right? So we'll call them chapters or part of the journey. So now you have 12 pages. And now for each page, then you then start going, okay, what else can I write in here? I was just taking notes, okay, add this component. Okay, talk about this and talk about this. And then once I have that, when I'm writing, I'm not following the structure. I'm just like, okay, what is my prompt? My prompt is to talk about Toffee, going to this other part of town. And I then I just sit down, I just boom, 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 just write. Um, with the with the um, well, I say with the knowledge that what I'm writing is going to is going to fit because I already created the outline. So that's what I did for the fictional book. Now for the nonfiction um press play, there was no, I had no outline, right? I literally started writing that book a week after the professor was like, hey. I mean, stop. Don't stop messing with this novel you're writing. You talk about music so much. Go interview some musicians. He, can you imagine? He really hyped me up. He was like, "Imagine you could talk to Jay Z, huh? Whoa, would you? how that change your life?" I was like, "Ooh, okay. Let's 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 go. Let me go see if I can interview Jay Z." Um, and he really hyped me up. And you know, he was just like, "Yeah, just go out there, interview people. You know, listen. There's also something called secondary interviews." Where, you know, I want to, one of my favorite musicians is um, Bob Marley or Fela Kuti. Uh, I'd love to interview them, but they, they don't l- longer, they're no longer alive. So for the secondary interview, you can literally go on YouTube. Um, this is public information. Um, find a, someone that is interviewing them and listen to that interview and take snippets of what, what you like. Those quotes, um, a summary of what it's saying was it's aligned with some of the stuff you're thinking. And I just kept doing that one story after the other. And by week four, I think I started saying, okay, I can see music. People are talking about it from an empathy perspective. It can be used to share information. It can be used to document history. It can be used to help people collaborate. And then that outline started forming itself. And towards, you know, midway through the book, my editor was like, okay, how about you put this at the top and put this at the bottom? Your story here is good. So, you know, Jason, to answer your question, there was one that I was very structure driven and the other one was more, let's figure out what I'm trying to say here. So it either could work. It all depends on where you are at. And, you know, if you have something you you, you want to write um, and not to, not to put you on the spot, Jason, do you have like an idea of something that you, you're interested in exploring
3: yeah absolutely i've had a i've had an idea for a book i've been thinking about for for almost a year it's, and, and I, I think it's a good idea just because i continue to go back to it and keep thinking about it and keep mm-hmm. a story in my head and i can't decide if i just want to sit down and just write it and see what happens or if i want to actually go mm-hmm. through and plot it and I'm, I'm familiar with like the beat sheets and the hero's journey and that kind of yep. stuff so i thought about yep. going through and structuring the novel that way, and that way, I've got some kind of foundation before I actually like write myself into mm-hmm. the corner. You know, it's sixty thousand words mm-hmm. in. so uh, super yep. super interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, yeah. I'm gonna pick up both of your books this afternoon, so I'm I'm so interested. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'll say, you know, for for if you're going the
2: fiction route, I'll just using my experience. Whenever I want to do fiction, I, I I start with my structure. And I'm just like, okay, I plot it out. And then um, for instance, this third book I'm writing, which is like a prequel to Toffee's Divide. I just came up with a structure again in Excel. Um, and I actually wrote the entire book on my phone, right? So um, it, the phone <laughs> sometimes makes it less intimidating. So I just sit down, just type it like, um, and I try, I try to think of one person while I write. So I'm just like, okay, let me write this short story for my niece or something. Someone that you like, a friend, a family member, or your child, or something. Does someone that you think that will be like, oh, I'm, it's cool that Jason wrote this story. Like, so if you just think of writing it for an audience of one, I think that's a big place to start. So if you have structure, um, and I know sometimes structure makes it seem like oh, you're you're cramping my creativity, but it really helps because once you have the structure, then you can play around within those bounds and know, like, at least it's going to go somewhere because the, the goal I find with storytelling, the goal is to inspire people to take action. So you, when, when they drop your book, you want them to feel like, huh, okay, is either I'm going to go do something or is making me think about something or is making me have this conversation about something. So at the end of the day, it's almost like, how are you going to put these words together so that when you get to the end of one chapter, it makes them take action, which is to go to the next chapter and keep taking action, taking action until you get to the end. And that action could just be like, oh, that was a good book. you know. Let me put it on my bookshelf or let me recommend it to someone or let, let, let me and my friends now have this conversation um, about some of the ideas in the book. So you know, um, just think of trying to inspire one person and and just go for it.
3: No, I love that. that. That is that is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. I, I'm definitely going to take it. In fact, I'm after the space is over. I'm actually sure. going to sit down and start working on structuring the novel. You've definitely. There we go. Inspired I love it. to hear that. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. And i also go. want to say real quick, too. So I know you've got your. I you know you're a chemical engineer, and I wanted to say I worked in chemical manufacturing for 20 years. And my supervisor, wow. also, prior to me leaving and going and doing our work full time, um, he was actually from Cameroon, also. So <laughs> I thought it was very interesting. Okay. <laughs> the connections. Where Where are you at, Jason? So I, I live in I live in South Carolina, but I worked uh, for a company called DS okay. Chemicals. Um, so we made capital mm-hmm. time, So, but uh, I worked as a chemical engineer. Okay. So I worked I worked very close with chemical engineers. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Hey, all the different connection points, you know.
3: <laughs> definitely, definitely. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much so much for answering thank my you. questions. It's been wonderful talking to you this afternoon.
2: Thank you, Jason. Thanks for the question. Really appreciate yeah. that. Th-
0: thanks for coming up, Jason. Appreciate it and hope you... Uh, Hope you get through the rest of your grocery
3: shopping and and also then get started on on that book. Man, well, that's awesome. That's what I'm excited about. I can't mm-hmm. wait to go and sit in front of my computer and start writing. Actually, I might start writing it on my phone. Following a uh, yeah, there
2: you go. The there we yes, thumb writing, thumb writing. I'm re, I'm really trying to push that. Write it on your phone. You, you, yes, yeah, so while you're like on the yeah, train. <laughs>
0: So, so I'll share something real quick too. It's kind of interesting, and I, because I, I chatted with this uh, um, about this with Nefemi on DMs, right? But like, mm-hmm. I started um, like telling these stories to my kids. Um, yeah, and I, I, I've also always enjoyed before like creating stories and all that. And so, what I started to do with that is I would I record them. Uh, so Mm -hmm. I have like, I do like the audio recorder and I'll like narrate and tell the stories and then kind of, you know, record also like their reactions and all that stuff to the, to the stories. And then I'll just record like a little snippet. It'll be like the bedtime story. So I'll like narrate mm-hmm. it and, and try to like make some voices for characters or whatever and it'll be like nice. a ten minute little snippet and then I'll stop you know the next day and then we'll continue on the next one you know but so mm-hmm. what I want to do later is then take that and maybe use because that is basically I'm, that's how I'm creating my my raw material right? yeah <laughs> um, and then exactly. what I want to
6: do later is basically
0: then be able to like take use a program or something uh, and I've seen a few like Parrot AI and other ones where you can then take yep. the the audio. Wow. And then have it yes. transcribe it, right? And then I got a bunch yeah, of exactly. you know text that I can like clean up and edit or whatever. But I find that sometimes, yeah. like being able to, if they don't have something handy to like write, you can like also just narrate it and talk about it,
5: mm-hmm.
0: um, and then yeah. use tools to to get it into text as well. So just something, because
2: yeah. that's something I've been doing. That that that's big, and I think you know when you, when we we're DMing, I was like, hey, that's a big way a lot of people write. Like um, it is what they call, in the class I took, what they call it is scribe writing, right? So the big idea is, um, you know, the, the philosopher um, Socrates, right? Um, so there's a big thing. There's a big thing, like Socrates is an illiterate. Like, and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> so Socrates never wrote. He never, he never wrote anything down. All the stuff we've learned from him is from his scribes that were taking notes. He could never, he couldn't write, Right. So um, use that as a you know as a form of like if you can dictate your thoughts right and someone can write it down then you're already halfway there but now we have the technology right so you can literally you know pull up your phone I think um, Giancarlo you said parrots right that what I used was utter you can mm-hmm. put it down and just start talking right and it's literally transcribing as you're talking. But the big, the big thing that will help, right, is to create like, um, so if you're doing nonfiction, if you come up with an interview guide before, right, so literally saying, I want to ask these questions because it's going to help with this story and it's going to fit in for this. If you come up with that guide before you start dictating and interviewing yourself or get someone to interview you. I find that it cuts down the editing process by a big chunk. So, um, as 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 you do more of these stories with your kids, you know, once once in a while, maybe if you're feeling extra motivated, just come up with a prompt of like, okay, this is what this one is going to be about and how it could fit in. And I feel like that um, structure then helps down the line as you're looking through the raw material to be able to easily find. The stuff that you, that that you can actually polish. Cool, man! Thanks for the tip. Yep, I'm gonna and I'm I'm gonna check out that other tool
0: also. That art- order, oh, yeah, because that was- yeah 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 great it. and it'll do it right away. Yeah, yeah.
2: As you're talking, yeah. you can use it to interview people too. It's literally transcribing the two conversations.
0: Thank you so much. And by the way, and again, thanks again, Jason, for, for coming on. And also, if anybody else wants to join the stage, ask some questions, feel free to request. I'd love to have you guys on here as well. Um, oh, go ahead, Jenny. Yeah.
1: Oh, I was uh, going to try and pivot just real quickly back to the audio, um, to the music, because I noticed that you created a complimentary audio for the Toffees Divide novel and mm-hmm. um, wanted to see if you could explain that a little bit more. I'm very curious about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I created a mixtape um, for Toffee's Divide because the, the book itself was sparked by the need to create this mixtape. So in terms of having mental, will I say affinity towards your idea, um, or, or towards my idea to get me to the finish line, the finish line was, I need to put out this mixtape. So that's what kept driving me to to keep working on a book so um it was like an inter, uh what i say interactive approach you know i'll write some stuff if i get stuck i'll go make music based on some of the concepts of the book and then you know i'm while i'm making music i go you know go um go write a bit man that's cool you know and
0: mm-hmm. before when when gambler was on you know and he was asking me about like where you saw your your creativity and stuff going you know i think like there's so much stuff you could probably do, also that maybe embedding like video and art into it, you know. So having something mm-hmm. like you know, some kind of like art and and something like that, like you know, to just kind of see while you're listening to the story and mm-hmm. music. Kind of, you know, so mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool, man. If you if you took it somewhere, yeah. there, maybe co- collab with a artist, and I don't know, you know,
2: <laughs> somebody to, Actually, to, to yeah. help do some of that. I know, I know. the pos- The possibilities are almost endless, right? <laughs> uh-huh, it's now- that <laughs> Uh, (laughs) yeah so um so so yeah that 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 is the influence with the music
0: that's awesome and uh i do see we got a couple of speakers on stage i see uh, i know anna you joined first and i'm glad you were able to join i know earlier you had commented that you weren't going to be able to be on the space so happy to have you here uh how you doing
5: well, hey, 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 everyone. Fine. So I came back home and I'm like, oh, I see the message of no notification of your space still being going on. So I'm like, yes, I made it just on time, <laughs> right before, actually, just a train of thought. I was listening to um, uh, Nifemi Aluko, if I'm pronouncing this correctly, if I'm not, please. Yep, yep, it. you got it. But uh, you you are so damn creative. Like, what? You are creative on my goodness
6: (laughs) very true
5: yes uh right so and and i can only imagine what it takes but you know this is what makes an artist an artist and i'm not saying just for you but for every one of us whether we know it or not we are creative one way or the other whether we know how to draw we know how to make music or write books like um writing has never been my strong suit but i always um always been fascinated with storytelling so hence i talk too much sometimes uh yeah my husband goes oh yeah uh he knows so but i am very much so fascinated with uh, storytelling and uh, for me listening to how you uh lay out your initial skeleton of a book or whatnot or initial story. So my storytelling is always easier for me to uh, verbally explain myself versus in writing. But thank goodness for Chad GPT or OpenAI. Like, I kid you not, guys. That is certainly making my life so much easier. Because, you know, like, when I write my stuff, what I need to write, uh, I want to be able to express the way uh not particularly talking about marketing or not particularly talking about the, the 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 artwork I created and I'm referring to my Instagram captions that I write. For me it's important to have that open communication with my uh followers just to give them that perspective uh of you know of my kind of like thoughts in life of life and um I am very opinionated in fact as well so so it is important for me. So uh, OpenAI have definitely helped me a lot to 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 better summarize uh, the, the train of thought that I'm trying to portray. So for those of you that are still on the fence of uh, writing, definitely. But uh, and and also to add about the books creation. Amazon have definitely created this path for so many people, not only to get your packages in 24 hours and some days, it's even the same day, but there's so many other things that you can do with that, in, uh, including, right, Jason has coloring books, he's uh, about to publish his um uh, which what's the name of that thing, Jason, help me out. I forgot. It's a, it's uh, a mindful journal and coloring book. Uh, like all in Thank world. you. That's, that's the one mindful journaling. So I'm definitely, I'm going to give it a shot, Jason. I promise I'm going to give it my very best to, well, I'm going to buy the book, but I'm going to do my very best to try to journal daily, but I don't know how that's going to work out for me. I journal <laughs> with my Uh, with my mouth basically it's easier (laughs) that's funny Uh, you know I talk about it basically right Uh, whether I'm talking to you guys or to uh my BFFs right and I don't have a lot of them but I do have uh people that I can literally just tell anything and everything and everything that's happening in this insanely crazy world in politics. Like it's nowadays, especially like it's, it's, you don't even know, like I have a 30 year old friendship with my BFF. She's the one who introduced me to my husband and like, I can't even talk to her about politics. Like what the, what the F, you know? So anyways, (laughs) but (laughs) But going back to Amazon, yes. So luckily, when uh, my art journey began, my friends, the very first thing they said when they saw me creating and sharing the type of drawings that I was doing at the time, uh, which definitely... changed a lot and I want to say in a good way of saying they evolved so uh, they said oh my god Anna you should totally do the coloring book so yes Amazon have enabled me to use my um, uh, my skills and everything that I wanted to put on paper uh, as an artwork and make make uh, coloring books available for the people that enjoyed my art in particular because I know black and white cannot resonate possibly with everyone or I mean art is subjective period right so you know there are some scary artworks out there that I just could never understand right for me I love vibrations of colors and uh, cubism work and I love abstract and I love acrylics and I love I love watercolors I'm obsessed with watercolors but anyways but for me personally I resonate a lot with just creating black and white Pieces.
0: Yeah, well, and you know what? Your, your, I think your art also lends itself that even if you you make all your stuff in black and white, like people could then fill it in with their own color, right? So that's um, exactly right. Yes. So Thanks. yeah, no, that's cool. Well, thank you so much for for coming up, Anna, and I'm glad you were able to take the space. um I know we also we're going a little Thanks. bit longer than usual, but I do wanna I want to give a chance to the two yes. of the people we got on the stage to Thanks. to ask a couple having. questions. No, no, thank you. Thank you for being
2: here. Hey, Pleasure. Hey Jack. Jack real quick. Um, I, have to, yes. I have to run in five minutes, but I really want oh, to you get also. Right. Okay, let's wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also I'd love to hear those those two people um, questions. Thanks for um the feed. Um, um Anna, thanks for all you said. <laughs> that was very helpful too.
0: Yeah, thank you. All right, so I know uh, I don't You got your hand up as well, but I, I saw. I think Empozeco was on first. Uh, you had a question. How you doing? I'm very good. I'm very good, Giancarlo. Jennifer, hi. Anna, hi. It's so nice to see you. And huge shout out for Nifemi. Very creative, to be honest. And I just wanted to step by and say hi. You guys are amazing. I just
6: love every space that you host. So it's it's uh, it's, it's really privileged to be here. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you so much for saying that. Wow. I really appreciate it. I yep. appreciate you listening.
6: Thanks,
2: bro. Thanks, thanks for coming up and saying hi. <laughs> All right, let's go over to
0: Mosher. How are you doing?
6: Good, good. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to hear about the creative process within Web3 because, quite frankly, for me, it's just this wonderful distraction from the analytics that I'm so bogged down by on a daily basis of understanding NFT collections. So it's just a true uh, a treat, to be honest with you. It's a wonderful joy. So I appreciate, you know, like Anna... Uh, and your your fellow artists on stage and in the audience just resonating on, on that creative process. It's, it's truly wonderful. And I feel like more of the spaces within uh, on Twitter should consist of understanding that creative process and what goes into it towards the outcomes that come out of it. Question that I asked, uh, wanted to ask is, uh, Anna actually did touch on chat GPT about um, actually aiding that creative process. And I, I wanted to understand from an artist's point of view, how you feel about chat GPT uh, when it comes to your creative endeavors like so we see mm-hmm. it like um we see like you know you can you can ask chat um uh, what's it called mid journey to create a, a picture right which is kind of like sucks you know it sucks the life out of things of that creative process so when it comes to creating stories or that medium of creativity i, I want to understand how you guys feel about that moving forward
2: yeah um so for me you know, I'm I'm very interested in the whole space. Um, played around with ChatGPT, uh, MidJourney, Journey, Dali, You know, just playing around, seeing what's happening. Um, I really I'm very impressed with what ChatGPT can do. Um, but what I find personally is okay, it can aid in terms of writing. But I think what from a creative perspective, I do some of these things to 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 center myself. To, to you know learn more about myself. So the thing Chat can do for me is, you know, help me process what was going through my head. So um, and that's why I force myself to sit down and write or journal or make music. It's almost like therapeutic. Um so that's where I feel like, you know, it's good that we can create these stories, but if your goal is also to learn about yourself and build Um, more self-awareness, then, you know, you still have to, you know, sit back and (laughs) actually do the work out, as I'll say, to either create the art, write down stuff so that you can figure it out. And, you know, maybe once you have your raw material down, then you can go to chat GPT and say, hey, make this sentence sound better or something. Um, But I, I still find that's the limitation where it can't help you. Do the self-processing. You still have to be the person processing. So um, I'm I'm interested in how it could. Will I say augment? Um, But um, I do see that limitation in terms of helping you find your yourself.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great question um, too, and I want to just chime in on it as well because I've been talking to a lot of people, hearing a lot of different perspectives on this. And first and foremost, I think what you said to is true, right? I think. At the end of the day, you still need to kind of go inside yourself and and try to like extract a lot of your you know your ideas and just get stuff out exactly. Um, and that's still it doesn't replace that. And also the the, the point of view, right? You talk a lot about like how the stories. It's it's interesting when they have a unique perspective and point of view that's mm-hmm. coming from the person or the artist that's creating it which is something that like an AI can't do, right? It, it, it's not gonna exactly. happen your perspective, right? But one thing that I think is really cool, right, is and it's examples of this, for example, is like something like uh, Jenny B, who's here in the audience has done. There's another guy called The Dude, where maybe you have a lot of great ideas and you have stories that you wanna tell and, you, and you're writing those stories and you're creating it and where you can use tools like um, like midjourney or, or one of these other AI um, art creation tools is to enhance it right So maybe you you're like, all right, you're creating this world, you're creating this story, you have this character in your mind. maybe you don't have the artistic skills or time to like actually bring some of that to life and you use the AI and the prompts, to actually maybe create and bring that story into a visual realm, right? So you have all this stuff that you're writing and you can use that to like create characters and 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 create this and to complement the story that you're writing out, right? So I think I think tools like that um, can really help to enhance the storytelling by being able yep. to allow artists and, and and people that that you know that tell stories that write stuff to like you know create visuals or other things for exactly. for their writing you know so so i think it's cool mm-hmm. i think i think it's it's just another set of tools that that you can use um i mean sometimes like i'll be writing something as well and I'm kind of stuck on something, and I'll be like, let me ask Chat GPT for some ideas or how they would word this. And I may take some of those elements and be like, Oh, yeah, okay, that's another point maybe I was missing here. And I'll and I'll and I'll mm-hmm. add that or complement it to what I'm writing, you know. So I think it's a good tool to enhance and add, but not necessarily to fully replace the exactly.
6: artist. Exactly. exactly. Do you feel as creative artists, do you feel threatened by it? Uh
2: personally, no. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, machines are machines are repla- you know that that narrative about machines are replacing the job. And by the way, Nefemi, I saw your banner towards V Friends. It's wonderful to see that. Um, the um, you know that that narrative that people seem to put across or have been for the last thirty years about you know machines will take over the world and at the same time they'll take your job as well. And so I guess, do you feel that resonating with you at all or anybody uh, as a creative artist on stage?
2: Yeah, not not me. I'm um, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I'm not,
6: like I see it's
2: similar to like, when I look at it, like from, from a manufacturing perspective is, you know, um, there, 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 was a time where people used to create or make furniture by hand. And then, you know, now we all buy stuff from Ikea. There's a process that, that process is automated. Right. So, um, you know, the craftspeople had to find something else to do and maybe it's focused in coming up with the designs or whatever it is. But, you know, technology automation always moves in a certain direction. I feel like our creativity, if anything, is going to be more important in the next 20, 30 years. So I don't really feel too, you know, I, I think we're moving towards the era of more soft skills of, you know, becoming better um Storyteller, become a better communicator. Know how to build empathy. Know how to foster dialogue. I think that's where we're going. And if anything, I'm I'm kind of excited about moving towards that era. So I don't really feel too intimidated by that.
1: I hey, yeah,
2: yeah. I, that, um,
1: yeah. I, I, I I mean. you gotta go right I, <laughs> Yeah, yeah but, I uh, uh, got to go. drop soon. off. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> okay.
2: you go. I, go.
0: So no, th- thank you I, so much I, I, for, I, for being on here. Appreciate thanks.
2: you, Thank Making you for joining me. Thank you, Jenny. For sure, for sure. And um uh, very happy to, you know, con- continue this conversation with anybody else in this state on this um, panel. Thank you for everyone for joining. And I'm always on Twitter. You can holler at me anytime. <laughs>
0: Love it. Thank you, brother. Have a great weekend and great rest of your day. All right.
2: You too. Thank you. Bye.
0: And Jenny, if you want, feel free to finish answering Monster's question. Then maybe we'll, we'll wrap it up because I know we're already yeah. went pretty late. I'm sure you got to get back to work too. <laughs> yeah, I
1: actually had to just log in because they were like, you that?" And I was like, yeah. "Oops." Yeah. <laughs> um. But it's really interesting that um, he articulated that last point because I just happened to see an article about how uh, positions for prompters for AI are starting to show up on. LinkedIn. So I don't think that the human element will disappear. I think if anything will be um, more needed. And like um, he mentioned, uh, how Nefemi mentioned the soft skills, um, we'll be more inclined to actually educate ourselves further and be a part of what's happening in the future.
0: Yeah, I love that, too. And I I think actually what's interesting is because it may create kind of like what happens with technology, right? It maybe disrupts some some things, but then it also creates like new opportunities, new jobs, new needs. Right. And when I've heard people going like in depth on like how they create art with AI, right, like how how detailed they can get in terms of like, you know, providing the prompts and the details and the seed like I mean it just you know it can get so crazy and then you still need some element of that like of that artist artistry and that creative and all that to feed into the tools right like the tool versus the tool himself and and I think even for me as a collector myself like that, that I I like to collect art from other people you know I, I always still resonate more with the, the human side of it the story the person behind it that um you know even if it is an AI art I mean it's usually there's usually somebody behind that inspiration that wrote the prompt that had the idea you know behind it right so so i i think you know it will obviously have some disruption and and maybe change the needs in in our in, in the industry but but i don't think it will it will ever fully replace the the human creativity at least that's just my thoughts but but i think a great question masher appreciate that and hopefully uh the answer to your, your question thoroughly but
6: yeah you definitely did yeah so i didn't know you wanted me to respond but yeah you definitely yeah. did and like i said it's a privilege to have this sort of space available because it, like you become not brainwashed. Uh, you just become conditioned and habituated to what's the floor price doing? What's the product offering? Mm-hmm. What's the token count? This, that, and the other. And like, this is probably one of like, I don't know, like two spaces. Maybe I'm not looking out for them, but... I've seen where you just talk about the art, which is like the most important thing. I guess <laughs> like the most important thing. The in art terms of and the artist. Yeah, yeah the art, yeah. the art. I guess in totality, it's the creative process is really what I'm talking about. Again, I'm conditioned to look at the picture, look at the PFP, but again, it's it's the creative process through the medium of web three, which is actually the most important part.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here, Mosher. Thanks to everyone else that was on the space and we went a little bit. <laughs> a lot longer than usual but it was just such a great conversation uh also loved getting the input from the folks that joined the on the on the stage here appreciate all of you um thank you so much for being here for listening to the space and hope you all have a great day and weekend
1: bye everyone